fourth of july uh same yeah same. what do you got what do you got planned fireworks barbecue what's going on not much uh <laughs> we're yes <yeah, it's, laughs> hiding from the heat yeah uh a, a little bit of that uh today we've been um exploring the uh the the roomba uh because uh yeah <laughs> okay. yeah yeah dana I, wanted to get one so we yeah so we got we got a roomba yeah. Did you did you put a little iPod on top of it like Tom does in Parks and Rec and make it DJ Roomba? <laughs> I gotta let her like sort of map it out first, and then I'm gonna pimp it out. I'm gonna then I'm gonna come okay. in. And, you know, well, yeah. that seems fair. That put seems the fair. LED. I'm gonna put LEDs on it and stuff. You know, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be fun. Nice. Yeah. So so the Roomba can bring you like a beer. Uh, it can clean your floor, Jeff. That's uh, that's the okay. limits to its uh, to its capacity. But uh, we'll we'll see uh, how its success rate, whether it's you know whether it's good or not. Um, but yeah, in between that and watching the Dodgers getting schooled in Kansas City right now, and um, recovering from my uh, you know, I texted you this earlier this week. You know, damn it, McDonald's. You know, I mean, they pulled me in with the grimace birthday meal. You, you finally uh, broke. I had yeah, I did. I had to have a grimace shake. Uh, and um, and what did you use? What did you eat and have that grimace shake washed down so so deliciously? It was a Big Mac. Uh, yeah, it was a Big, Big Mac. Mac fries. Yeah, you could you can either get it with ten nuggets or a Big Mac. So I see. yeah. Those are those are the choices. There's no other substitutions. Prize, so, yeah. prize. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Surprise. yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. But it was my first McDonald's of 2023, so I think you know, uh, I think I think I'm doing pretty well. You know, if uh, if I can get it down to once a year or twice yeah. a year, right? That's. Well, I mean, was it? Did it? Did it bring you pleasure? Was it delicious? Oh, sure. Yeah, you know, for like 20 minutes, and then it was like, you know, oh my god, why did I eat that? Uh, 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 uh. you know just that gentle gastrointestinal reminder of you're getting older right uh what, what, and, what uh, does what does a purple milkshake taste like i do have to uh blueberries actually uh it tasted oh. yeah it was it was really more blueberry-ish than anything else yeah yeah i see so grimace is a giant blueberry i can't i don't know i it's probably you probably have to search grimace talk on uh tiktok and um <laughs> Probably hear all the conspiracy theories. Jeff, are you on TikTok at all? Do you do you, no, do you have no, I, I I learned long ago with things like Reddit to stay away from such things because there are there are facets of our society that I don't need to know exist. Yes. Yes. I saw this wonderful meme the other day, and it was a picture of uh, Descartes. And he had like a really like bugged out, like surprised, shocked expression. And it was Descartes when he realizes that. Uh, those who cannot think can actually think, you know, uh, as well. Right. And it's just, it was just one of those, uh, funny moments, uh, you know, um, in, uh, in internet, uh, in internet culture, but. Well, yeah. I, I, and I'm sure that TikTok has really talented, you know, content creators and all that. It's just like, I just, yeah, yeah I guess. Okay. I mean, it's, I mean, you know, it's, it's a lot of mid, you know, and it's a lot of folks that are really, 
trying you know i mean i but we live in a culture now jeff where you know your people are making professions that just expressing their daily like activities you know um yes. uh because people are watching other people do their daily activities uh you know and it makes them feel connected to those people i don't know i i tend to be more these days when i'm looking at tiktok i tend to be more indiana jones of dial of destiny than anything else mm. let, me, let me let me tell you let me tell you uh well yeah. uh it's interesting you mentioned that because uh well first of all we're lonely phds i'm dr jeffrey hayes he's dr joseph watson and we went to the movies this week we went and saw us a, a bona fide summer blockbuster that's right indiana jones and the dial of destiny that's the subject of today's show along with some you know, we'll work in some uh, prior Indiana Jones, but uh, overall, uh, we we uh, we're we just going to chat Indiana Jones for an hour, right, or so. Yeah, right. basically, and, yeah. and so yeah. just just to let you know up front, massive spoilers. If you yeah. want to know anything, yeah, yeah. just don't. You need to turn it off now because yeah. I, we're we're really going to get into Indiana Jones. Just come now. back, come back after you've seen the movie. Yeah, go see it. Like Absolutely, I'll go ahead and say that unabashedly. Go see the film. And we're um, early this time. You know, normally we're reviewing older stuff, right? But I mean, yeah. this just dropped, right? You know, just a couple of days ago. Friday. So yeah. We're fresh. We're fresh. We got hot takes. Right. Yeah, we got super hot takes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're we're we're, we're trying to uh, 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 stay on top of such things. Um, so yes, we're looking at Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, 2023, directed by James Mangold. Harrison Ford, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Mads Mikkelsen. Let's get into it, Dr. Watson. Dr. Uh, Jones. Dr. Dr. Jones. Dr. Dr. Jones. Jones. Man, how great. I'll I'll start with Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, Couldn't ask for a better Nazi. Okay, yeah. 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 You know, following up, I mean, he's been Le Scherf or Le Chief in, in, in James Bond. He's been Hannibal uh and and now he's 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 Werner von Braun basically uh yeah uh, yeah I, by the oh. way it, I, the, I never the, laughed the, so the, hard when yeah. they said Alabama University <laughs> I was the only one in the theater that that vo- you could hear me laughing uh at that line because he, he drops it a couple times you know I don't fact, I don't want to go back to Alabama that's when I laugh the hardest it's just like I am not going back to Alabama <laughs> Where does he rank, Jeff? Uh, where does he rank in terms of of uh, Indiana Jones villains from the from the franchise? Now that is a great question. Um, I put him. You got so you got Belloc, right? Got from Belloc. The Raiders. We've got, got Molaram. Molaram. <laughs> Molaram. Molaram. Uh, we've got uh, let's see, Last Crusade was um, Christoph, right? Was, was Chris, I think yeah, was that Christoph. was in Last Crusade, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is uh, 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 Dr. Arena Sparko. There you go, yeah, yes. Ooh, wow, these are tough because and we've know, had we've had some great villains, right? As some great actors playing these uh, villains, right? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep Belloc at number one, uh-huh. just because he's just that great. After the opening of of Raiders, where he's just like, "There's nothing you can possess that I cannot take away." <laughs> Run it over, Doctor Jones. Go ahead, Jones, blow it up. Blow it blow, up. Blow it back to God. God. <laughs> okay, come on, man. He's great. He's he has great. Such great, great lines. Um, you know, but I I enjoyed Mads Mikkelsen's 
real this is a really dark character mm-hmm. for this franchise i mean when mm-hmm. he when the when the um um uh, the african-american uh waiter at the hotel is serving him his food oh god like, yeah yeah it's like yeah did you did you serve you know and he's just like <laughs> yes sir i did he's like, i was at normandy lighting this he's just like you know you didn't win right i mean i was just woo. I, I, I kind of sucked the air out of the room for yeah. a second. I was like, yeah. wow, yeah. we're, we're going to do this. Yeah. Woo-wee. You did not win the war. Hitler lost it. Hitler lost it. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, yeah. that, wow, that just sucked the air out of the room for me. I was just like, all right, let's, let's get it on. It like, sucked the air out of the theater that I was in when I saw really? it. Yeah. Oh, you could hear it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Were you were you in a packed theater? I was not. Yes, it was. I was it very was surprised not to be packed. Wow. Yeah. Surprised. Sold out. Yeah, it was packed. Uh, of course, this was Friday night, so you know it was like the prime time. Oh, this probably. was prime opening night. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, so you know, it, it probably like like most movies these days, you know, tapered off a little bit. So I'm not incredibly surprised. Were you there for a matinee? Yes. Yeah, yes. that we could have been another Saturday. Yeah, that could have been another factor. I don't know. Well, I mean, where do you where do you rank? rank him he's pretty high uh i i would say he's probably two or three for me because he's um i i i do love me some Kate blanchett and crystal skull um i just think she's like really deliciously funny uh and and uh creepy at times and that in that uh entry and molaram i think is the one that probably like scared me the most right like right i mean that was i mean you he know. rips the heart out of yeah. the heart out of a man you were talking about darkest you know villains and i was like well i mean yeah i mean like i think probably most realistically in, dark villain yeah for sure um, there's a reference in dial of destiny where where indy's just like have you ever drank the blood of kalima <laughs> <laughs> When he's like listing off all of his like impairments, he's just like, I got yeah. screws in my knees and my vertebrae refused. And have you ever and you know, you know, somewhere Aaron Rodgers is taking notes, right? Like, oh, uh, blood of Cotton. Let me try that along with my ayahuasca. I, you know, I, I, uh, I, I do. I think that, um, uh, he's pretty high up there. Um, and I think that, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it would be so easy to overplay the, that stuff, right. And to make it bigger, you know, but he sort of keeps it incredibly contained, which is, which makes it even darker and creepier, you know, I think, um, because you already, you know, you're already sort of starting with their Nazis. Right. And so they're sort of like, already you know pre-built right in terms of like bad guys that are justified to not like right um so it's hard to create any kind of empathy for him right right Uh, right i mean you know even even playing you know tripling down really on the gag about that indiana jones only fights nazis in the opening uh in in the opening segment the opening 20 minutes of the film you know even even indy goes there's too many nazis on this train (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. Yeah. You know, um, sort of that self-referential that, that, you know, this, this movie had a lot of good self-referential humor. I thought, did you, did you? Oh yeah. That? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, this, uh, to me, this movie was, um, and we haven't really given a plot summary, but I mean, I think the, the biggest thing you can say for me right off the bat and what I've been telling people is it's such a fun adventure ride and you just, 
have to take the ride and enjoy. Of of course, there's going to be some things that you wish had been done differently or, uh, you know, I wish that this person had been in it more or I wish that they had worked this in. Um, of course. Um, but, but gosh, it's a really fun movie. And it's, I it's, want to say at the end of the day, yeah. it's Indiana Jones and it's unapologetically Indiana Jones. Correct. Correct. And, you know, and, and it's unapologetically um, homaged in very key ways to Spielberg. Right. I mean, it feels yeah. like a Spielberg movie. Right. And, See, and I, I, I don't think it feels like a Spielberg movie. Oh, it did to me, Jeff. All those uh-huh. moments, all those close up moments, all those silhouetted, you know, shadows against the wall, all the, uh, all the key lighting that's hitting the eyes and the I I don't know. Okay, so let's say this. Okay, emotional core moments, right? Because you can break all of like Spielberg's stuff down into those like little core, you know, mm-hmm. thirty second scenes, right? Yeah. Uh, one of you know where it's an emotional like moment and the lighting's really soft and it's 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 soft close up. Tons of that, right? So let's say that uh uh he was at least aware of where the spielberg nuggets needed to sort of be placed or whether the puzzle pieces needed to be put on the on the canvas okay. uh and then he structured the rest of it so why don't you tell me how you felt it was a mangold film because i felt spielberg the whole time so where is mangold i felt it was more mangold where again what you're talking about it's an expansion of those character beats Okay. Um, I really enjoyed, like, for instance, one of my favorite ones was after they escape again on the boat, uh, uh, and she's celebrating, uh, Phoebe Waller Bridges' character celebrating, and Harrison Ford's like, "My best friend just got murdered in front of me." Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spielberg wouldn't have touched yeah. that. Yeah, he, yeah. He wouldn't have done that. He, That's a great he, point, Jeff. Yeah. You know, and he also wouldn't have sacrificed as many characters. Um. In, in my opinion, because he's he's too attached to it. You're right. Also, he's he's too attached to like, you know, I, I'll fight for Mangold in this way too. I'm just like he made his film. It 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 it's got the influence, and again, keeping the cinematography the same so that it all matches up, you know, necessarily, and the action set pieces, which I thought there was probably one too many action set pieces in the film, but mm. I, you know, um. He spends real time, you know, uh, and I've read some negative reviews of the film that that don't think so. And I, I kind of contest that. I go, you know, there, there's actual time we spend here with Indy, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and get to get to feel his age and get to feel that the world has passed him by and that, you know, his time is over, you know, and that, that the space race is now officially here. It's 1969. You know, we're we're it's Moon Day, 1969 is where we're dropped dropped into the narrative. You know, they're celebrating the Apollo astronauts and Space Oddity is playing the background and Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band is booming from uh, the door. I love that moment, by the way, that it wakes him up out of bed and like the grouchy old man, he gets the bat and like beats on the door and is just like, Jesus Christ, turn it down. (laughs) My entire family turned to me in that moment and Uh pointed to me. Oh, did they really? Yes, and then they were all giggling and stuff, you know. So, so yeah, it was a great, it was a great moment though, because that's exactly where that character would be, right? You know, and I, you know, I love those scenes in the classroom, right, where his, you know, oh, it's just nobody's. Right? It's, I mean, you know, and then it comes through. I think Jeff in in other moments where you know, like he's on the cliff, right, and he's like, "What am I doing here?" 
Yeah. All separated shoulder. And, you know, I mean, he starts right, talking a about fused you know, vertebrae and all this yeah, stuff, you know. Yeah. And she's like, so, what's wrong? He's just like, I'm reflecting, God damn it. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Just, I, I was loving those moments. And I, I you know, I, I, I guess you could, yeah. I mean, I guess you could take it the wrong way because I guess it does sort of, um, fourth wall you a little bit with the uh, with the you know the uh, suspension of disbelief right that you know that comes from that uh trance that serialized entertainment can give you right uh you know in the tradition of the flash gordon and the western serials right you can just get sucked into that world right but the moment you're sort of taken out of it with that sense of you know oh yeah this is a guy who's this actor's really 80 years old and he's you know doing this how, yeah <laughs> when they show him with his shirt off it, how great does harrison ford like uh, well Jesus okay Christ. all right so let me just say this about that yeah. jeff he he stood up and i went god damn it harrison come on man <laughs> can, can you get give us a break dude you can let someone no okay uh, you still gotta be 80. fucking ripped at 80 okay all right cool all right God, it just made me feel terrible. <laughs> way to keep the bar all the way up there. Yep. Yeah. All well, the way to the end. Well, I mean, what do you when you when you say that you feel like this could have been Spielberg's film, can you elaborate on that then? Since well, since I, I, I challenge that again with I think that this is Mangold's film. I think the pacing of it, I think the sense of wonder is still there. I think that um the sense of adventure is still there. Um, I think that uh there are refrains, right, to Spielberg's um moments, the sort of Easter egg things that you were um mm -hmm. talking about, and um, you know, the moments where um you know, we still get our horse chase, you know, it's just in a subway and it's not on a, you know, on a country road in, in, in Egypt. Uh, you know, we still get our truck. We still get our trains. We still get, you know, we, we get planes this time, you know, where they go underwater this time, you know, they go underwater. Yes. So I think it's got that Spielberg sense of adventure of there's still that unexpected sense of like, where can we take Indiana that we haven't, seen him before right um and then, so i think that is what's matched with mangold's sense of okay i'm gonna keep it grounded in reality though and you know and be realistic about how we represent indiana at this phase of of his life and his career yes yes and i i just think that that again the spielberg film looks very different to me um i think it it moves at a different clip I do agree with you. I think that it probably has a little more kinetic energy to it. Uh, but that's just, again, because, you know, Spielberg's in love with putting this character in constant peril. Um, yeah, and that well, just comes from creating the character from the ground up. Okay, so it's really ironic to me that, you know, I think we started this season of Lonely PhDs with, mm -hmm. uh, I think the first one I did was Meet the Fablemans. That is correct. Right. So we're starting and ending with discussing Spielberg. Right. And uh, and Spielberg's influence. Right. And so just let me just pu put this in here. Go back and watch Meet the Fablemans after you've seen Dial of Destiny and you'll see these little because I think Mangold is conscious of it. I mean, because you're right, it's in the visual language. So there are several moments that are just basically homages to Spielberg's camera work, his lighting, his, you know, his sense of the close up. Um, you know it's 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 there so well, can we but, can we also yeah. can we just give a tip of our hat real quick again too because i know he's passed away as douglas slocum 
mm. who was the original DP on the first three films. And mm -hmm. the, the last two films, cinematographers, uh, Jamis was on uh, Crystal Skull. And this mm -hmm. one was uh, Mangold's guy, uh, Papa Michel, I think is his last name, uh, who's worked with some really serious films. Um, uh, 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 you know, uh, Dougie Slocum created the visual that is Indiana Jones. Of course. of course. So, I mean, I just, I always sort of tip my hat to him quietly, you know, and just go, thank you for giving us this wonderful, you know, uh, uh, visual sense of visual thing. language. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's definitely there and consistent through all three of those, uh, you know, those first three films. And um, it's interesting to me that I've read some criticism that, you know, this is the worst of the fifth of the, of the five uh, films. Um, as far as what? Like, I've heard that it's only slightly better than Crystal Skull. I look, let, let me just say this to some dissenters, right? Um, I don't really want to listen to criticism of being able to time travel, uh, of the uh, you know, the, the I this franchise is predicated on your sense of wonder and your interest in maybe anthropological sort of cultural history of myths. Like, this is this is straight up George Lucas, so. It, you know, Ark of the Covenant, Sac Sacra Stones, you know, I mean, I, you, the Holy Grail. I mean, here, here on, we have this is, it's never did, pretended did, to be something that it is. You know, I mean, did you like did you like the double switch on us at the beginning where we thought it was going to be about the spear that pierced Christ? And it turns out that this is about Archimedes dial. Yeah, instead? I did. Like I that, really yeah. like that. I, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, I I just I I thought the way the film was structured was was pretty neat um you know did did the I, i've read some stuff about about some criticisms of uh the character of helena and also the visual effects some people have been triggered by the ai and the the de-aging stuff and um the way it's inco been incorporated game changing. Um, I, i'm gonna go on record and say it's game changing i i, 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 don't, I was yeah. shocked i was I, shocked at it how good it was I mean, I can understand where at least initially when you first saw it, I it kind of terribly like a cut scene from a video game, you know, that I was watching on a big screen, but then it it, it integrated with kept it pretty dark in, in terms of the lighting. So I I I was and it's all basically adventure right during right. those moments so that i think that probably i don't want to speak for those talented people but it might have helped them mm -hmm. because you had faster shots and you know right. um but he so, lingers on now, I don't, now i'm gonna argue yeah he lingers I mean, on him a while they're, like, they're, but, yeah but those yeah. moments are very carefully lit and they're carefully executed but it it worked for me. I'm listen. I'm not arguing I, with you. I think it's yeah. here. It's only going to expand. And this is so. This is what I wrote. I didn't know if we get to this, but you got to let me play here for a second. Absolutely. So let's be clear. Indiana Jones has always been a franchise, but now he is also a Disney franchise. So he is going to reswarm in popular culture, but we're going to get a Disney version of that swarm. So. Uh, I've taken the uh, the luxury here, uh, Jeff, of just outlining some show pitches for Disney that okay. they can do over the next 10 years. Um, so uh, first we do the young Indiana Jones Chronicles, but this one is going to be for through the free three to five year old 
market, um, a lot of the Young Jedi Chronicles that's currently running on Disney. Okay. Um, we could do the teen Indiana Jones series where you have a younger Henry Jones and they're kind of at, at odds ends. And that's kind of done in a flashy dark style, a la the Netflix hit Outer Banks. Mm-hmm. Then you can have, get this, Marion Ravenwood Adventures, right? You can Ooh. have all the story of Marion. That's like, that's Abner, like the Doctor Who spinoff. Before. Yes, there you go. She can have adventures with her, uh, Abner, her father, before she meets Indiana Jones. This is my favorite. Sala, a dark brooding film about his family's transition from Egypt to America in the 1940s. We might even get Belloc. It details all of his interactions with Indiana Jones before Raiders. Or, Jeff, we could just get a totally new Indiana Jones movie with Harrison Ford that is 100% AI-generated and will hit and go along with it like everything else. Maybe. All of this is possible, sir. All of this is possible. This is what the... But this is also what the writers and the actors are kind of fighting. That's right fighting against right they now. They understand everybody understands that this is a real game-changing moment in the industry, right? And mm-hmm. Dial of Destiny, I, I don't have we don't have any numbers on it yet. I saw where it did 25 million on Thursday. So I'm sure I'm sure it's probably gonna at least crack a hundred. It's it's probably gonna push 150 maybe yeah. for the weekend. It's a pretty decent weekend. It's no top gun, right? But it's right. but it's 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 gonna have I think some I think some people are probably going well, I'm going to wait and see what the reception of the movie is before I go see it. You know, I'm not just going to go. So it might have a two, three week life. We'll see. But um, but the technology, they're testing this out. How will the well, audience but, uh, respond to this? What is it going to you know? I mean, it's, well, I, I think they've already te- that's what I'm saying is it's like this is this is why I'm also so amazed. It's just like if you go back and watch Rogue One where they were testing it and it looks like you're talking about a video game cut scene right right compared when you watch the first 25 minutes of dial of destiny jesus christ it's it's damn near flawless yeah and that's just five years or so of of a little more of development um in the technology so you're you're 100 right we're here it's not, uh, you know, it's it's not going to change. Uh, it's only going to develop and get better. This is a new world that we're sort of branching into because now, gosh, the floodgates that open now we can, you know, Harrison Ford can keep playing Indiana Jones. It's just um, not his physical body there anymore. Uh, well, it's a question if he signed over his AI rights. Which is a thing. I yeah, I don't know the details of that. I don't know. It may, it may be tied up with uh, the, the SAG negotiations, which were supposed to end on Friday, but they uh, did do an extension uh, on negotiations through uh, the 4th. I think they're going to try to get through the holiday. But um, my, my understanding of it was like when they started scanning people for the Star Wars stuff, that if you agreed to be scanned, then you agreed to give away your your likeness rights. Yeah. Yeah. As that, as that character. Right. Right. So that, that was my understanding, hmm. but I don't see Harrison Ford giving that up. I, I just, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't see any of them giving it up, but I, I don't remember what Carrie Fisher did. I, I, I know there was a little bit of a legal scrubble after last Jedi. And I'm, I'm not sure what, how that, you know, how that got resolved. Um, 
I mean, obviously they resolved it somehow because she was in Rise of Skywalker um, and they used what Billy Lord's body like yes. her. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know, but it's it's definitely like this is once those negotiations are set. Uh, whew, I mean, I, who knows? I think it just kind of reinvents the wheel in some ways in terms of what's possible. Uh, you know, what what can we do um, and what's possible? So, yeah, I, I didn't really have, uh, you know, we this whole thread started. We were talking about the visual effects and I, I just I didn't have any issues with um, with them. I thought the adventure sequence and I, you know, I thought the train sequence was a lot of fun. I The horse, the horse chase through the subway was fun. And um, yeah, I just, yeah. I, the, the, the car chase, uh, 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 well, I say car chase. It really wasn't a car chase. It was more like a cart chase. Right, right. Uh, it was just so well executed. Um, just kudos again to Mangold and his team, like putting together these action set pieces that complement Spielberg's, but also stand alone, uh, I think, uh, uh, you know, on on their own legs. So I think we've danced around it enough. You want you want to give a quick synopsis of this film? Oh God. Um. Uh. Yeah. Indiana Jones. Uh, when we meet him in 1969, is a retiring uh, professor of archaeology, uh, and he comes across his goddaughter. Yes. Uh, Helena, who um is very interested in um finding uh, the Dial of Destiny, Archimedes' Dial of Destiny. Uh, we think that she wants it for, you know, the right reasons, but Indiana discovers that she's a capitalist herself and that she's, you know, kind of got some entanglement markets. Yeah. Fortune and glory. Uh, and then, um, you know, so basically, uh, you know, it becomes kind of a chase cat and mouse game, uh, looking for clues that would lead, uh, uh, Indy and Helena to, you know, uh, finding, uh, the other half. They're looking for Archimedes tomb. We get, you know, we get this, uh, uh, chase sequence because the Nazis are looking for them too, uh, of course. Um, and, um, it sort of, I guess, culminates in a brief time travel. Loved it. Uh, back to uh, the days of Archimedes, um, yeah. where they where they meet, and in in Indiana wants to stay. Yeah, well, he wants to die there. Yeah, you know, Indiana it's... Jones gets shot. Yeah, he wants to die there, and thankfully, in a twist I did not see coming, she punches his lights out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was very pleased with that, by the way. Yeah, were you thinking that's... for a moment that they were going to be that brave and let him die in history? Well, you know, we already know Han Solo went. So, yeah, that's and, why I was like, oh, Harrison Ford is killing these guys off. Like He's going to send a message here, right? Yeah, yeah. But that would have deprived... Tired of playing these guys. <laughs> this would have deprived us, though, of him and Marion's wonderful callback scene about where it hurts at the very end of the movie, which I cried because he played Marion's theme and he's just like, she's like, where does, he's like, well, where does it hurt? Everywhere. Well, show me where it doesn't here. You know, just that wonderful callback to Raiders and that beautiful scene. I, I just, it, I cried, man. I, it was, it was so well done. So well done. It was a really nice moment. Um, and it was a really nice way to re 
integrate her, uh, you know, I've read where some people wish that even her Karen Allen, you know, we just talked about her a couple weeks ago in Starman, but she, you know, she's so good. Uh, she's a good actress and, you know, everybody loved Marion and, and, um, she was a much bigger part of Crystal Skull than, and of course, at the end of Crystal Skull, they got married and Mutt was in the picture, but I thought they handled that beautifully. That's a wonderful moment for him on the boat when he explains what happened to Mutt and yeah, how Mutt it, gets killed in Vietnam and how it destroyed, you know, their marriage. And, and, um, uh, you know, I, I, but, but despite all of that, there was that hope given to us at the end that they would, you know, there, that there is resolution and that they have you know found some some quiet happiness you know um it was sweet you know it was really sweet and i i I didn't have any issues with both of them not being in the film i'll tell you who i missed more who i thought they missed the boat on hello disney where is short round ah interesting because he is a huge star right now his stardom has shot off and i'm like how many times does he have to sneak up behind harrison ford at a carpet runway and hug him and then for us to just not he could have been but we but we have one of those of short, towns uh, yes we, we have, have a version of short round right? in the yeah, snow yeah, yeah, this is yeah. bb waller bridges character helena has her own short round her own sidekick which i thought again very clever to to shadow that she is sort of indiana jones from temple of doom right, right. like that she's the young indie who doesn't yet respect everything enough, right? I mean, again, fortune and glory is the key term for Indiana Jones in Temple of Doom. He has no uh, 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 interest in saving things for the museum in Temple of Doom. It's a, in fact, I was reading a piece on it and, and, and they made the good point. It's just like, you know, Temple of Doom is a prequel. Yes, it is. You know, I, yeah. honestly, it, it's, it's before he matures. Yeah. And he's still like sort of, well, he's kind of damn near a bounty hunter, isn't he? He, yeah, he really yeah. is a grave robber in, in Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so Helena is that extension of that young, right. adventurous. She even says at one point, just like, what did you expect me to be? Right. I'm just like, I'm, I'm you know, th- she like marks it off. I'm thrifty, suspicious, right. you know, all of these things. Yeah, I read I I read some pretty harsh criticism about her character. Um and and it was basically that, you know, well, basically all she's interested in is capitalism and having sex and you know that she really Oh uh, no. wasn't wasn't given much dimension and I went, "Well, would we really be pointing that out? You know, this was brought out, you know, in discussion, would we really be pointing that out if it was a male character? You know, we wouldn't, right. you know. So it's 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 and it didn't bother me because of what you're talking about in that it was just kind of just a callback to you know i think if anything what felt underdeveloped about that was indiana jones's relationship to her and to basil which was her father right that indiana knew and it's like okay i get that that's sort of the marcus brody kind of replacement right right, as basil and it's a great it's a fun little great character um toby jones does a great job yeah he's great but but like there's there's i'm not i don't have as much like if it had been brody obviously then you know you would have understood that there was much more of a richer history there oh this or you know but like we hadn't seen Basil in any of the other films and I don't think he was referenced. And so it's like, okay, I get it that there's all these people that Indiana Jones knows that we've never met, but 
um it did sort of take me a minute to be like okay he you know now has to sort of like take care of her like he was going to for mutt and or you know like he's sort of sort of a redemption father arc that's built in there um so but she I, has her but she has yeah, her own I, redemption and it in, in what did she you know in the end when she's just like i came to save you dummy right like yeah. i i've realized that you know i do want family and you can't stay here because i'm going right. to be proud of another father figure right right um you know and oh god forbid there be somebody else who has you know daddy issues um i mean you know you could i mean i could understand where people would see it that way as kind of a a, a worn out trope um but at the well, same why time we spent, we spent a whole film with I indiana know, jones and his daddy issues i know I know. So it's like, it's not like it's coming out of nowhere in the franchise. Right. So it's just, it's interesting reading criticism of people who um, uh, just, uh, I I don't know. They, they seem to not understand the broader history of where something falls in a franchise or where, you know, I mean um, maybe it's just because they got to do a quick deadline and they can't, you know, sit and they're everybody's looking for the hot take, you know? Well, Um, it's, it's, it's easy to be dismissive. Right. It's it's easy to be dismissive of because we live in a world of, you know, constantly regurgitated IP. Yeah. That, you know, this is knee jerk, like you said, hot take reaction. But, you know, I have seen this film exactly one time and I am formulating all of this from just one viewing of it. Right. So, you right. you know, right. I, I would just look at people and go, well, you tell me. Right. I, I, <laughs> yeah um and i and i really had this i see the same kinds of criticisms popping up that popped up after crystal skull you know and i and i think you know uh the first uh, four five and six of star wars went through the same kinds of kind of holy memorializing you know once the prequels and other things started to be made and i'm like well i mean i i get it but i mean adaptation is not going to be stopped like and it's just going to keep producing and so uh you can either be cynical about it and just reject it or or embrace what you know new generations and new voices are bringing to timeless you know classic stories and, and um, a lot of writers worked on this show yeah like this has changed hands a lot until yeah. it fell into mangold's hands I, and him and his script writers worked on it i think they overhauled 80 percent of it something yeah. i read something along those lines like he said we basically scrapped it yeah. And started over. Yeah. Apparently when Spielberg was still attached to it, Marion was a much bigger part of the story. Um, and uh, so I think I, I do. Uh, I've I've read where a lot of it was overhauled as well. And normally I would say, Jeff, when when you see more than two writers uh, that are credited. It's trouble. <laughs> it means trouble or that or that there was a lot of disagreement and pieces of that one individual's story idea are still in there enough to be you know to uh for it to uh to be warranted um and and a credit but yeah i i I just i I, you know um i think you have to prepare yourself you know uh for the fact that now we could in three or four years get a whole new indiana jones movie that has harrison ford in it just not physically i mean i think it's it's coming um and I think we just need to be 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 prepared for it. Um, you know, I mean, I, 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 Mangold's also working on some Star Wars stuff, so who knows what, you know, what he may. Uh, Isn't he what working he may on pull. like some sort of weird biblical, 
beginning of the Jedi well, something like so uh, the 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 quote that I read uh was he said he wants his film to take place before old republic so it's basically he wants it to be about the discovery of the force right i'm uh, sure take my money i'll go i'll watch it you know i mean i think it's a really great idea why not you know i mean i but i i don't see boundaries like i used to anymore um in in um and some of this narrative territory i mean i i, I really don't um because it's, it's, I think it's just going to happen whether we want it to or not, and we have to sort of embrace uh, those changes. And and ultimately, we see it as a good thing, you know, because Dial of Destiny being out just means that it's going to draw more people to the others as well, you know that that yeah. that that we all love. And so, um, you know, I think it's I, I think it's it's a it's a positive thing. You should see um, how the students in the fall respond to. Um, bringing up Harry Potter. I can't wait to do that because for several semesters now, when I get to this part in the, in the content that we teach, I usually say something like, you know, you just, you all just wait, Harry Potter will get rebooted at some point. Yes. And the HBO doing that announcement, I can't wait to be like, no, now I'm no longer speculating about this. It's coming. How do you feel? You know, I mean, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, they're going to experience it, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's fascinating um because uh, you know with this technology jeff daniel radcliffe all these they could all be in the show i mean it could all be interwoven i I, it's it's just crazy what's 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 potentially uh there you know so 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 let's let's think about this for a second you know we're we we've you and i have taken the ride since the very beginning and Mm -hmm. when i say that i literally mean that people we went to the movie theaters when we were children Yes. And saw Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. Here we are decades, Uh, so many decades later, uh, later, we get to close this thing out. Um, Do you feel, what, what do you feel, what, what will these films ultimately, there's five films in this, in this series. Mm -hmm. What does it contribute to the history of film? What 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 does it overall how how do you think this will be remembered? And I and I mean all of them, like all all five with Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. I know it's a big question. Yeah, it's a it's, huge question. Um, because you know, you I mean, we could talk about some of the groundbreaking things that the that the films have done from an effect standpoint, we could talk about um, the creation of and sustainment of the summer blockbuster. Um, we could talk about um, the reinvigoration of the action franchise. Like- yeah, the uh, I was yeah um, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a that's that's a I hadn't really thought too much about sort of mm-hmm. legacy kind of stuff um, mm-hmm. for Indi- for Indiana Jones, but I mean, I think um, at least Raiders okay. is probably going to remain on, you know, probably a top one hundred mm-hmm. list of legacy just because of the, um, you know, we we had not seen 
our generation had not seen anything like that. I mean, it was just, you know, that it was our Flash Gordon, you know, it was our yes. Buck Rogers. It was um, it was our serialized entertainment. And so I, I think it was probably because it was just well, you know, mm -hmm. um, and hit all the beats, you know. Um, I think, too, God, you know, I, I, we always we don't talk about him enough, but, you know, John Williams also keeps Raiders in uh, cinematic gave us, history. And gave us a new score us, with new motifs. Yeah. And I think that I'm not a music expert. Okay, I just work with a lot of music professors and Dana is definitely a musician. So I got confirmation from her on this that Indiana Jones theme is slowed. It's tempo bit. is different. Yes, yes. And I, I'm like it's just enough to where you can detect the slight deviation. And I think I thought it was if it's actually, you know, if that's actually factual, like where they did that on purpose. You know, and John Williams is that smart, you know, like, well, let's have Indy steam, but let's have it be a little slower. You know, it's just just a <laughs> just a tad. Right. Uh, you know, I just think it's all part of the the design. And I, I just thought that might have been clever. But yeah, so that I think music with the cinematic historical legacy of of the original, um, at least Temple of Doom has its place because of the PG-13. Uh, it, it broke ground controversy uh over the by PG the way it had no business being pg-13 it really didn't um <laughs> that is a, that is an r-rated film <laughs> still still trying to figure out why it wasn't rated r but i mean i think it obviously was economic yeah there you know oh uh, spielberg would not have a film children literally r. getting whipped and beaten on screen and you know i mean it was it was it was a pretty intense movie for for me as a as a sprightly 12 year old um but uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, I was I think I was probably short rounds of age, right? When uh, when uh, when the movie came out, um, and then Last Crusade, I think we'll we'll always talk about it historically because of the pairing, right, of Sean Connery with Harrison Ford, that sort of James Bond passing yeah, the, the baton, Bond, yeah, the iconicity of James Bond because you know he is kind of a uh, James Bondish in a way, you know, um, for for sure. Um, he's got those roots. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know, Jeff. Here's something else I'll toss out there. I was looking through some old doc, and I found some stuff from fifth grade. Uh -huh. And one of the things we had to write down was what you wanted to be, you know, as a career. Uh -huh. And this was fifth grade. It, was it would have been, I think, 1984. Yeah. I wrote archaeologist. And, you know, it's 100% where that comes from, right? I mean, it's, it's you know, then you realize that archaeology is not Indiana Jones at all, right? It's a lot of... <laughs> so, so you went and got a PhD, right? But it wasn't in... Uh, it wasn't in it wasn't in archaeology. No. Or archaeology, <laughs> right, right. No anthropology, no archaeology, none of that stuff. But um, no, I mean, I think there there is that sort of... Um, these movies at least i would argue that these movies if you're um paying attention just encourage your curiosity and your sense of yes. wonder you know and just investigating history and and respecting it and understanding you know its impact and its importance and mm -hmm. you know the, the as geeky as it sounds you know the 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 need the necessity the necessary uh what's the word oh, god you're gonna have to cut this down i'm sorry the 
just the need that we have for museums and for the you know the information curation to to yeah. you know to have also that. also recognizing who curates our information you know for us is also very important is that we right. have experts who have spent their life studying these things right to 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 guide us and to yeah. let us know that you know it's okay to go backwards to move forwards as it were I mean, that's why we got in the game. It, it was it was an increasing fast, or or at least that's why I got in the game. I, the fascination with learning about all of these things and seeing how they're going to evolve and how things are going to change. Right. Because change is inevitable. Right. Right. I mean, I think that that's also embedded in Dial of Destiny as well, is that change is inevitable. You can't fight it. You can get drunk and sit there and feel sorry for yourself, right. which we find India in 1969 doing. But you know, it's it's the call to to his own responsibility that yeah. snaps him out of it to to a large degree. Were you were you pleased by the 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 Archimedes time travel thing that that in the end all it ended up being the dial just ended up being Archimedes, like sending a, a distress signal out over time in that the dial would always bring people back to just that moment for Archimedes and helping defeat the Romans. Like it was never going to take you anywhere else. Or was that just me? Like I, that's, that's what I got from that. I thought it was great. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, because uh, you know, picking the right fishers, right. So that you don't, uh, you know, end up, and I thought there was that really interesting moment too, where they're about to go through the 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 storm, the vortex, and um, <laughs> the continental drift. Right, it forgets the continental drift. Continental right? drift. And there's yeah. a right. <laughs> um, but no, I I it's, uh, kind of poignant to me, you know, um, and narratively smart. I thought. Um, you know, and then you just get sort of quit. You're not really, we're not really there that long. It feels, I mean, there's a big action sequence, but like once you get on the ground, right. You're not really there. So, um, I think we're, I'm, I was so taken with that emotional moment of him going, just leave me here, you know? And I was like, Whoa, don't there better not do this Han Solo shit to me like right now, like you know, in in you know, because it's been like a two, it's like a two and a half. Uh, yeah. and, I, and I'm sitting here going, No, there's at least seven to ten minutes of the third act left, right? Um, and uh, that I that I wasn't allowed to kind of embrace that Archimedes moment, uh, a little bit more. So maybe mm-hmm. in a second viewing, that that whole connection uh will play even better but yeah that's the way i read it too is that yeah. you know it was kind of jur- it was kind of booby trapped to it is booby trapped get yeah. everybody back to that moment yeah <laughs> which i just thought was so wonderful and 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 so is is dial of destiny a rewatchable film oh absolutely yeah it belongs on absolutely. its place on the shelf as, absolutely. as it were. yeah yeah um yeah, it's you know I I I I can't see why. I mean, it's a wonderful coda, um, you know, to to a, a a really nice set of of 
series. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know how you could have done it in another way unless you did all AI mm-hmm. or, you know, unless you tried somehow to make him more of a, yeah, I, I just don't know how you could have done it differently, which is probably why they struggled for so long to get it off the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know, you you of where Indy's at in his life, you know, I mean, it's just it. So, I, I just couldn't imagine doing it any other way. And so, I thought it worked very well as a coda. So, certainly has its place. It's a nice bookend, I think. I, yeah, and I, and I think it, it, it is also greatly rewatchable. Um, I, I, as soon as I walked out of the theater, I texted you and said, I give it a big thumbs up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was just such a delight and such a relief. Also, I, I was relieved about that. This came off as well as it did. Yeah. Um, and in that, you know, we get one more Indiana Jones adventure. And to me, at the end of the day, that's what makes me the happiest. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just like, we thought, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was going to be it. And then there were rumblings and, you know, all that. And we're watching Harrison Ford get older. And then he shows back up as Han Solo. And it's just like, well, maybe. I mean, you know, I remember seeing him in The Force Awakens and going, well, maybe. I mean, seems to be holding up pretty well. So here we are, you know, and, yeah. and we get we get one last uh, 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 go around uh, with 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 an old friend is 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 how i how i truly truly do feel about it. and i and i am very i don't think i'm nostalgic for it i think it's just it's it's like reading a favorite character in a series of novels mm-hmm. you know and one more to like the uh updike's rabbit character or or uh, you know taking place over all of these decades and getting older with them and feeling mm-hmm. like you're still grounded and connected somehow and um I, you know, I just kind of roll my eyes at people who were just like, oh, it's, you know, nostalgic cash grab. I'm like, that is not this film. That is not this film. Yeah. I mean, well, is it a cash grab? Yes. But is it intentional? Well, as you quietly pay for your ticket to go see The Flash instead of Indiana Jones or when you quietly go... uh, transformers or whatever franchise that you're <laughs> that right. are, i mean it's it's you know uh this that commercial end to to movies it's the same reason you went to see top gun right but cash grab doesn't always mean that you know uh that it's a bad thing um because some of the greatest things right are like i've got and we're gonna make a great movie and guess what? We're probably even going to make a ton of money. And <laughs> right. I, you know, I, I, I think it's, I think it's the other way around. When you go, you know, and we've we've talked about this through both seasons of our show, right? Where, you know, you know that executives sit there and and or get pitched old properties. They're sitting on the shelf, or they get in charge of, you know, you gotta you gotta re. Um, and and I think it can be smartly done if it's approached from the story opposed to the quick cash grab you know uh, approach 
Um, and um, I think we've seen examples of of yeah, I know, saw it at the Expendables it Four trailer that ran before the film. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and you could say this. I mean, it's like how many Creed movies have there been now, right? But I mean, you know, the original Creed was great. I haven't seen two or three. I don't. They may be just as great. I don't know. They made money. I know that. You know. Um, so uh, I don't know the cash grab thing. It seems to be more Jeff to me. It seems to be more anti Disney rhetoric than mm-hmm. it does, you know, anti um, anti uh, Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Yeah, I, <laughs> I I I I understand that that's frustrating, you know, because we just get, keep getting things regurgitated at us. We really do, but some of them are done with care, and and it's you know it's regurgitated for a reason, and there's you know there's a purposeful bent to the story that makes it fit within a larger, you know, piece of the puzzle. And so, sure. yeah, I mean, to me, it, it, it was a, it was a, we all loved it. We had a great time. I loved it. You know, I, I saw lots of families there, right. It was lots of, um, you know, um, married folks that were our age, you know, with their kids, um, you know, some of them grown, some of them Kobe's age, really broad mix kind of tickled at the little kids that I saw that came in with, you know, fedora hats on and stuff. Nice. You know? Yeah. I was like, that's good. Get in the spirit. You know, we'll probably see 800 Indiana Jones characters for, uh, for Halloween. Yeah. No, so be it. There's, there's the output of your cash grab, right? There's the, <laughs> there's the fodder, right? If you're buying, if you're buying, toilet paper then you you know you've really bought into the cash grab right but uh mm-hmm. just enjoy the movie folks it's a it's a great movie it's a lot of fun well if you have found that this episode has angered you somehow and or <laughs> you want to talk to us more about cash grabs you can get in touch with us a number of ways you can email us lonelyphds at gmail.com you can click on the discord in our show notes and go over there and yell at us on our boards for some weird reason i would hope you wouldn't do that but you know things happen we would listen we would listen right yeah we would listen we would listen before we block you but that's that's neither here nor there um (laughs) it wasn't exactly a ringing endorsement (laughs) um (laughs) if you would please uh subscribe rate and review the show on apple podbean google uh or wherever you get your podcasting needs done and until next time i'm dr jeffrey I'm Dr. Joseph Watson. We'll see you then.